0: On tonight's episode of Eureka Cast Now, the super flower blood moon was three days ago. What are scientists saying? Businesses move to automate CEOs. What that'll mean for the consumer and for our special feature a new way to meet face to face, even when you're miles away.
1: Hello, I'm glad you're here. I'm lead media disruption developer Kai Hubris, and this is Eureka Cast, now where we discuss the latest news in science. But you know what? This week is a really technological week, so we're also going to discuss the latest news in technology. And with me, as always, is Professor Rowan Medallar from the Simon Amy Institute.
0: Of spirit science. Hey there, Rowan. Hello, and welcome to the dawning of a brand new paradigm in the production of Eureka cast. Now, it is a brand new
1: paradigm. It's a paradigm in a lot of senses, but in the biggest sense, it's a new paradigm in recording this show and how the show is is being recorded and broadcast to you. Uh, isn't that right, Rowan?
0: That is. Before, due to the uh, needs of the. Uh, with the pandemic that right. was going on and everything that was occurring, you know, the ability for us to record in a sort of a face to face aspect in a manner in which we could look at each other and we could we could make commentary and we could discuss right. the stories. That was stymied. That was hamstrung. But, but no luckily, longer
1: luckily, the the great service of Ronde, which was made by, well, my own organization, Tech Brothers New Media Labs, was there for the rescue and may I say, that Ronde has shown to be a much better and more reliable way to broadcast a science and technology news program uh, than, than I dare say meeting face to face at all.
0: Well, that's a matter of uh, discussion, and we will get into that discussion. And I have but the bef- data. Be- before that occurs, of course, mm-hmm. we need to talk about some of the new science and technology news out there. And mm-hmm. I think we'll start off with something that if You were not there to see. You truly missed out, but still worth talking about. Mm -hmm. Of course, that is the super flower blood moon, Ah, a.k.a. De De Vissermon. Yes. On the 26th, that's three days ago, people Mm -hmm. across the world witnessed the convolution of three lunar phenomenon. A lunar eclipse. That's one. A blood moon. That's the second. And a super moon. Amazing. Now, this is known by some as, once again, the super flower blood moon. Mm-hmm. And suffice it to say, it was quite the thing to observe yes, the, in the night the sky. The sight to behold. Did you manage to catch it, Kai?
1: Um, I heard that it happened. I, I think, I think I, I, one of these, you know, in the last week, I think I might have seen the moon. I can't, uh, whether it was this moon, I'm not 100% sure. I definitely saw, the, I definitely saw the moon this week.
0: Enlightening. Uh, but yes, I managed to catch it and it was truly and utterly, mm. this big red tint takes over the moon, which mm. is slightly larger than normal. That's why it's called a super moon. And then mm-hmm. the the Super movement science. of the shadow of the Earth across it—it's—it's in—it's indelible. It's sounds, incredible, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's ground shaking, and it has a lot of applications to horticulture, the science and techniques of taking care of plants. It and has the,
1: the the moon has applications.
0: This specific moon, of course, the moon has applications. The moon, the moon speaks to what one does in many sciences, mm-hmm. not just astronomy or astrology, but also, once again, horticulture. I see. Um, and would you
1: yeah would you mind to tell i'm guessing you have these on hand of course
0: of course um now the scientific name of this this uh this phenomenon this convergence Mm -hmm. of those three things a lunar eclipse blood moon supermoon is known as a viscer in scientific Mm -hmm. circles um and that's of course dutch for the fisherman's moon oh Uh, and and that has a lot of implications and
1: scientists use this term of
0: course it's a very technical term i Sure. I mean, in the in the, hortic- in the in the horticultural sciences, right. Well, You might not be aware, but the Netherlands are a hub for scientific research with regards to the care and mm-hmm. propagation of plants,
1: right? And and it, the moon plays a big part in, of in course, all that,
0: of course. And and so I want to speak to some of the knowledge about the Visserman, and oh, these are do. these are many things that have been taken from a uh, uh, Wikipedia, a okay. Plante. By famous Dutch natural philosopher okay. Hendrik van mm-hmm. Um, this comes from nineteen. Or for, excuse me, from sixteen fifty seven. So, for my fellow gardeners, I, I, I want to talk to you specifically about this astronomical phenomenon and how you can use it. You can piggyback off of that to enhance your gardening prowess. This is this
1: is you talking, Rowan, This is you talking directly to the citizen scientists out there. You're giving them tips from. This this Dutch uh, sci- philosopher,
0: uh, a natural philosopher. Sure. Yes. Um, so, for some of the things that do well under the fisherman's moon, uh, roses do well to be cut. They are very. They smell very potent under this particular moon. They
1: smell. They smell more potent depending on what the moon it looks like. Yes. What do they? How they smell? Do they smell at all different? What, do you, how, what, what scientific – what is the background of this? Well,
0: I mean if you're to going to tell me that you have only – you can only imagine that you've seen the moon in the last week. I cannot I imagine that I you did. are out there it smelling any roses. You will not understand. I, mm. I have doubts. It, it's, suffice it to say, harvest your roses now. That's mm. an excellent – it's an excellent time to do it. Slugs – Okay. are well known to be burnt by this moonlight so if you're having an infestation what? they're burnt by it
1: why it's isn't it not is it not just the sun's
0: the sun's light being reflected well, it's being there's certain frequencies and the color shift that occurs in addition to sort of energetics that the eclipse aspect brings in. It burns the slugs. The eclipse it bur- aspect. It, it burns the slugs, and so if you're having a slug issue, now is the time to relocate them because they'll be very easy to harvest. They'll be very easy to 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 corral and remove to elsewhere. I see.
1: They're they're like vampires or something.
0: That's a separate – please, Kai. Uh, so chives, if you are p- thinking of planting chives mm. or you have already planted and chives, who isn't these this days? moon and the days following this moon are excellent for chives. So if mm. you have them and you haven't planted them, plant them. And even if you have planted them, take them out and replant them, repot them.
1: During the moon? and the days,
0: And the is coming out, of course. How many days? Ideally, ideally, one would want to do these things under the – under the light of the fisherman's moon, but that's mm-hmm. not obviously that time has passed. It's so, very,
1: it is strange that, I, well,
0: that you know that's an excellent point, Kai. Um, time is of the essence with these techniques because mm-hmm. with each day that passes from the super blood, the the, the viserman, yes, viscer-moan. the effects are less useful, they diminish somewhat, but it's mm-hmm. still possible to get in there. And Kai, please, I have a couple more to get I through. I wasn't gonna um, say, um, kale. And other leafy greens will oftentimes be made bitter by the fisherman's moon. What,
1: there, what science would can possibly make that happen? Well,
0: there's there, okay, Kai.
1: One night Chi. of a different kind Chi. of moon. Kai,
0: would you agree that compounds are made by plants in response to the light that reaches them
1: over the course of, I imagine, weeks, months, maybe, and
0: days. Why would but how, days you, aren't nights? If you agree to the notion that light reaching a plant results in compounds that have been produced, why wouldn't specific light from a specific astrological phenomenon not result in specific compounds that would make your kale bitter?
1: Th- that and that specific light is from the sun, which
0: I think that the plan is, is very being phenomenal. is being filtered by the moon. The point to all this is is uh-huh. that um, over one night. The, the, the point of all this is, is that um, rip those that kale out. If you're growing kale, if you're growing any sort of leafy green, rip that you out. You have to ruin it, it entirely. It's it's been made bitter.
1: I, I think we knew I, this mood th- was I'm coming. I'm reading
0: I'm reading this from the book. Um, this is what, from this what is book from, is this coming from? So this is from the Wikipedia Anima Divorce Plante.
1: This is so. This is a reputable journal.
0: This is a reputable tome.
1: A tome? Yes. It's just a large book. From when? When
0: was this printed? Nineteen. Excuse me. Sixteen fifty-seven. I see. One last one. Okay. Um, Very quickly, because uh, I'm. there's a lot more I could get into with this, I but, could imagine um, a whole tome worth. Uh, it's also a very good time to harvest leeches. Leeches um, oh. um, react very similarly to the slugs in the sense that they are made languid by the moon. Mm-hmm. So now is a good time to collect them for medicinal purposes.
1: Right? Maybe that's I mean maybe that's why the, the fishermen they care so much about this moon is because it means they can go in the water and those leeches are, they you know they'll be kind of afraid.
0: Perhaps. Perhaps so. The Netherlands are very marshy, right? So, so perhaps that that would likely inform that.
1: Well, Rowan, I appreciate the story. I appreciate the sentiment. Um, I we love learning new things about the moon, and especially if you can connect that to Dutch culture. I mean, well, that's that's my night, frankly, but it's now time to move on to something a little bit more a little bit more hard science. Uh, a a little bit I'd say a a little bit more interesting Um, and that is a story my story which is an update from our favorite near earth planet our red friend
0: Mars and what is happening on Mars now Kai?
1: well um, let me tell you the NASA Curiosity rover has recently captured pictures of strange and I know you would love this because you love Rowan, I know you love um, things that are like colorful, right? I get that. I get that sense about you. Of course, but
0: what's what's there not to like?
1: Um, you love glitter and things like that.
0: Once again, what is there not to like? You're crafty, On t- at times.
1: The NASA Curiosity rover has captured strange, shimmering, iridescent clouds miles kilometers above the surface of Mars, and let me tell you, these are stunning visuals
0: what so that's very interesting Has there been a significance attributed to the um to these clouds by any chance
1: well they they definitely took place last year this seems to be a a common feature of the terrain um of mars um but it's very interesting that curiosity took these photos uh, especially because as as we all know and as we've discussed on this show in the past Curiosity, as the rover, has been decommissioned and scheduled for recycling. But as we know, a rover's job is never done. So when it sees interesting clouds, especially ones as anticipated as these iridescent, shimmering ones, well, it has to take those. It has to snap those photos. And it was expecting them, and it took those photos. Um, And, well, the special things about these clouds that we've recently learned from these photos is that they are roughly 60 kilometers above the surface of the red planet much larger than much much farther up than we'd expect clouds to be
0: well we've established that they are very high up in the sky right we've established that they're colorful mm-hmm. we've established that they are clouds do you have any more information i do
1: so these clouds you look at them and they're they're rippling they're 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 quite they're well they're very beautiful okay um, we, they're, so they're filled with ice crystals, mm-hmm. but also carbon dioxide gas. And well, if you just look at them, you see that they're pastel colors—quite a quite a sight to behold. Possibly one of the most colorful things on the Red Planet.
0: Well, I do enjoy all of these things that you have mentioned. I do. I I, I find it quite. It paints quite a vivid image in the mind.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I believe the word is the rippling. So is that it? Well, no. I mean, I'm not going to just bring a story about some clouds, Rowan. No? I think I think what we're all thinking, now that we know that these clouds exist, and that they are shining a shadow above our friend Mars, above the red planet, the question we're all thinking is how the rescue rovers are dealing with this cloudy day. That's right. The 3 rovers that were sent up earlier this year, Perseverance, Insistence, and the Iron Buzzard.
0: Now, the rescue rovers uh, to 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 reiterate are not in fact real things. These are not these are these is this is a fictional we have moved into the realm of fiction this, when we talk about the rescue rovers.
1: This, this is a common this is a common misconception. The rescue rovers, as we have talked about in the show, you're absolutely correct, are 100%, 100% real. They were sent to Mars to do some science um, and to, to really look for signs of life and, and signs for... Ways to make Mars habitable for human settlements.
0: No, no, the, I, I think you. I think you are deliberately misunderstanding what I'm trying to say. The rovers themselves are very real. The rescue rovers and the the the, the continued adventures that they have purported to go on, and the mm. quips and all of this. This is the realm of fiction.
1: No, I completely understand what you're saying, and you are incorrect, Rowan. So, so let me tell you. So, what happened on this day, on the day that the clouds came? Percy and Izzy woke up on that Martian morning, ready for (sighs) it, ready for a day at the beach. Their friend, oh yes,
0: the Martian beach, waves washing up luxuriously. If you
1: think about the, there's
0: one we know there's water on Mars, and two.
1: If you think about the sand as water, well, there's lots of that. Their friend the Iron Buzzard was already long gone, as usual, doing whatever, whatever they do. But, um, but Percy and Izzy, um, that being perseverance and insistence, they packed their beach towels, some toys, and uh, Integrity, grit, or also known as Gritty, the Martian helicopter, was going to tag along too. And they were really planning to have a, a, a wonderful day at the beach on the Red Planet, they were going to make some sandcastles, they were going to play some volleyball, and just have a good time, have a few laughs, um, and it was going to be an excellent day. However, they looked outside the
0: window. They were going to have a few laughs. Yes, as rovers sent by space agencies tend to.
1: It can't all just be facts and figures, Roman Sometimes you got to have some fun too. Right. Um, so, so they looked outside and they saw these colorful, iridescent clouds. Rolling in. Oh, Percy, in in their usual way, they saw them roll over, and they said, "Oh no, we better take a coat." And uh, and and they, they they grabbed they grabbed their nearest coat, and they uh, they planned. And coats you need to design them very special for robots. Right. Um. And they were gonna make their way out the door. hmm But Izzy simply stood there, shocked, and they refused to budge. Repeatedly telling Percy that it was not a good idea to go outside in, in this weather. Are you done? Well, no. Iz- Izzy then said that they should stay inside and play some inside games instead. Right. Um, well, at that, Percy, being the adventurous sport that the, the adventurous rover that um, that they are, said they were just clouds. They should not be afraid of of clouds. They're rescue rovers. They're made for danger. But Izzy still refused. Mm-hmm. Percy was insistent on going out, and said, "Well, if you're going to be a baby about it, Grit and I will go ourselves, and we'll have a lot of fun without you."
0: So, this is this the transcript from a from a cartoon? Perhaps this is the, a, this perhaps is a transcript. A, perhaps, perhaps a web comic.
1: This is a transcript of what NASA has of said. Of something that
0: this, off of Noggin.
1: This is what off of the off of the NASA website. So Gritty and I will go ourselves and have a lot of fun without you. But Gritty did not want to go either. They knew the dangers of going out in icy carbon dioxide clouds. And when they heard Gritty say that in their usual way, obviously Gritty is, is a silent rover, but they speak in, in certain you know, different um, flight patterns. Oh, they do that Sort of like a bat, yeah. uh, a bee. Yeah. Um, well, Percy was kind of upset, but they knew their friends were right. And, uh, and, and so they had a, a nice day inside.
0: No, that that's it. Is that was that all yes. of it?
1: And I think that's it. That, it's just a really good reminder that rovers and us we're, we're really not that different.
0: I have significant doubts about that one, Kai. Um, we got we ha- we have to talk about the, the rescue rover stuff. We need to talk about that. It's. I don't know. Not now. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Um, so uh, I, I have one last story okay. for the first portion of our program. And this is a bit of a Eureka soapbox. Oh. Um, um, sort of a response to some so-called science that has come out recently. Some 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 data that...
1: reported Some reported science. Yes.
0: And, of course, what this has to do with is brain training apps Mm, yes we are all familiar with them some of us use one or two or several um kai and i have actually worked together on a very intriguing one called Mm -hmm. brain bust um which i will attempt not to bring up too much because this is not at all influenced by our work no but this is a study that came out of the journal of experimental psychology Mm -hmm. just this this last edition And what it was was an online study of over 1,000, quote-unquote, brain trainers. And what Mm -hmm. happened in this study is that they looked at these 1,000, just again, just 1,000 people who had claimed to use—
1: over the millions that use these applications. Exactly.
0: That claim to use the brain training apps, um, some of which who had been doing it for up to five years. Mm-hmm. And that study did cognitive tests, tested cognitive ability of these individuals. Mm-hmm. And the study, people running the study, determined that there was no correlation between using those apps and increased cognitive ability. Oh, did they? They did find that. And I, this is wherein the Eureka soapbox comes in. Right. Because this is... It, inf- it, it. I'm not going to lie. It infuriates me a tiny bit. I can in, tell. It, it's. It's a. It's a. It steams my beans, perhaps. And that's because,
1: that's the most irritated you can it, be.
0: Well, because because other less honest, perhaps even purposefully misleading, mm-hmm. science journalism pla- websites and Public, in, yeah. in publications will take the headline that is. Um, brain training apps do not improve cognitive abilities. And they'll report that. And
1: they'll spread that that misinformation.
0: Right. When, in fact, if you actually dive into what is being studied you can see which glaring, you have glaring issues number one of which the mm-hmm. the most obvious one being is that just because most apps don't work doesn't mean they don't all work this mm-hmm. these these studies were mm-hmm. taken from once again one thousand people who right. were all doing various different brain training applications there was no ability to determine um, and uh, what individuals do using what service or what series of exercises right and frankly, who even knows if these individuals actually were using accredited um fully backed up by facts brain training applications who knows right
1: yeah yeah certified ones th- things I, I think this is part of the problem is that the regu- the the regulations about of, of these apps aren't Aren't the most steadfast? Aren't aren't the most uh, complex things? How do they know the quality of these applications? I mean, were they just looking at the star reviews well, well, on the I'll, app store? I'll,
0: I'll tell you right now, the issue is, is is going to be the regulations, and we'll get to that shortly. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, um, those regulations! This is this. Don't is, even if, talk if, to if me anything, about the If anything, anything, this is a backdoor to be try and bring in the agenda of. Oh, we'll get to that. Um, Problem number two, mm-hmm. and this is the other immediately obvious problem
1: from just the abstract.
0: Five years. Some of these individuals had been doing it, and up to five years, some mm-hmm. of these individuals have been doing. It. it takes a decade to get a PhD from entering college, if right. not longer. Yeah. What is five years? What is five years? Uh, nothing. Th- if if one were to take someone who entered into school as a as a freshman, and right. exit with their bachelor's, right? Would we be able to measure that? I don't think we would. No, and
1: and and the thing is, these 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 applications. I believe what they do is they is they take the is they take that background brain storage and processing space, and they try to use that in the background to make you smarter. Obviously, that's going to take a slower. That's going to be that's going to be a, a, a more a slower process than like going to school full time.
0: We need to be seeing longer longitudinal studies over 10, 20, 50 years right. and need- and then and then i believe that a an, a correlation in cognitive increase will 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 manifest itself.
1: We need to see from baby to adult an individual using this app their entire life and and determining from that whether, the, whether it's working.
0: Absolutely. And, and I think the wider issue, and this is what I want to say about the, the, the issue with regulations, mm-hmm. is that this Those all comes back to the fact that big neuro, mm. big neuroscience, or perhaps big brain even, yeah. has a stranglehold on intelligence and the perception thereof. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't want to let it go. Right. Dismissing brain training apps is the latest move in a fairly obvious playbook right. to redefine what intelligence is. To limit the idea of intelligence to something that is innate or can only be increased through approved methodologies, right. such as the 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 academy. Yes, Re- S-
1: read read that as hard hard to, to obtain for the everyday person. Exactly,
0: um, and. It's the same issue with nootropics. Very quickly, I want to touch on it, but the FDA is also in the pocket of big brain and has been mm-hmm. persecuting the users of nootropics for decades now, nootropics being these compounds that, when taken properly, when mm-hmm. used regularly, mm-hmm. provably result in Increased cognition in better intelligence. Mm. And they use these terms like hepatotoxicity, teratogenic, liver failure to scare people away from taking their own intelligence into their own hands. And, And it won't be long, in my humble opinion, it will not be long until I could see that they're going to say that books don't increase intelligence either. Right. Wait for that study because... It's coming. It's coming. Because once again, intelligence... They don't they don't want the the, the the industry as large does not want no. individuals realizing that they can work their intelligence like any other muscle
1: right I, I mean yeah I, I hear what you're saying I've not seen this data and I don't I like but it sounds like you've done a lot of research on on it I certainly you know I've heard through the grapevine in my industry that some people are talking some people some people are, are talking right now we hear the beginnings of talk that, that well some people are saying that just because you code regularly that's not making you smarter and i don't want people to i don't want that to start getting out and people to start thinking that if you don't if you code like if you if you if you code that's not going to make you smarter because it is fundamentally if you code more your brain's going to work better and i know this everybody knows this the data shows this but so many people are are starting to go the direction that it's not that it's not and that scares me
0: and that is once again that is all part of the tentacles right of big neuroscience of big brain of big brain
1: well thank you for that soapbox Rowan. that was terrifying um it's we have another nightmare we have one uh, just just another another nightmare to to weigh us down but right now what i want to do is i want to talk about my my story and that is that is one that we've all we've all heard of recently. We have all heard a lot more about automated CEOs. Done. We are seeing a lot more automated CEOs in the world. Reports of a new trend of companies automating their leadership personnel, automating their their CEOs. Um and I just want to talk about it. I want to use this time on this show to talk about uh, uh, this this new this new paradigm in in company leadership.
0: Well, there's a lot of um, sort of hubbubaloo about automation and what that is going to mean mm-hmm. for various industries, for very uh, various people out there working in the world and what they're doing. Um, thankfully, uh, our position, Kai... Um, mm-hmm. As a a spokesperson for science and technology, right. is, not to be, is, is not likely to be automated. N-
1: it's it's just it doesn't make sense Spi- to automate that.
0: Spirit science is by its very nature in automatable. I don't know about that. But and um, coding, well, I don't know who's going yeah,
1: who's gonna code the coders really. Yeah. Um. But but the thing is. What what are positions that, that should be automated that need to be automated that are being automated? Where well, they're the positions that are that are inefficient that are that are considered you know, waste wastes of money, um, wastes of you know effectively brain power. Why would you why would you have a person with all these different needs and all these different uh, uh, chances of failure uh, in these positions where robots or or you know algorithms could do them? Faster, cheaper,
0: and better. Well, and a lot of these these CEOs, these CFOs, these um, COOs, mm-hmm. uh, they're not really even do- executive
1: vice presidents. They're
0: not really doing all that much, exactly. are they? They're they're not necessarily well, contributing a great deal to the company. I mean, why else would there need to be s- these things, these executive toys, quote unquote? Right. If they were busy if they had their hands full.
1: Exactly. I mean, I mean, just let me just list you off the the things that make CEOs inefficient. They make ten to sometimes five hundred times the the wages of even of their low of, of their lowest wage workers. Um, even the best CEOs uh, using uh, even even the best CEOs, we can recreate their speed and efficiency with. CPUs from the most basic uh, personal computers, and I mean, if you're just looking at these at these failure rates, as the at these failure numbers, an AI misreads a chart maybe one in a billion times. Hmm. As opposed to a human CEO who misreads a chart and will make dramatic changes to their business-based office chart one in a hundred times,
0: and that's assuming, of course, you can get them to look at the chart exactly. in the first
1: place. I mean, and it takes a, it takes a lot of time. You need to hire a team of data scientists just to make charts that look nice enough that the CEO will be able to read and understand them. So it's 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 not only it's not only in the inefficiency of the position, but it's a systematic inefficiency. Hmm um so making decisions based on the bottom line but also based on the ethics of the company are things that well computers these days modern ai can do easily much more and mu- and 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 in a much more straightforward way than a CEO can
0: well ethics is considered by many to be sort of an analytical philosophy exactly it is something it is it's not one of these sort of postmodern philosophies that requires a um, sort of twisting your brain into pretzels to think are good or make sense Um, ethics are very cut and dry exactly I mean
1: ethics are part of the math that is the soft science that is philosophy and I mean you know, to the extent that it, that it is a quote-unquote science, we can automate it. If it, it. You know, if they want us to believe, if philosophers want us to believe that what they're doing is real, then, they, then they, they, better, they better agree with us that computers can do it just as well, if not better. And here are some other things. We did some tests. AIs, and here's just another reason why AIs are all the rage. An AI is capable of auto-populating a Sudoku. Five hundred times faster than the average CEO, and isn't that amazing?
0: Well, incredible, it really
1: is. And the other thing is, with these AIs, there are no mechanical parts. There's, they're easier. Actually, they're easier than building like an automated uh, line worker, an automated like arm on a factory. It's it's easier because there's less of a result of mechanical failure. It's right. just, a, just an algorithm.
0: Well, in the physical sense, what does the CEO bring? It has mouth. The CEO oftentimes has eyes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes not it's, all the time, it, Sometimes though. it's ambulatory, but is that ambulation necessarily purposeful? Is yeah. it necessary? I would argue perhaps not.
1: And I'm going to be completely honest with you, Rowan. I, I don't know how many CEOs you've met in your life. I can tell you I can fit the number of CEOs that I've met in my hand. So, you know, really they're just videos. They're just pictures that I see online. That's something that AI can do as well. Very easily, very and, easily. And that's the and, and that, you know, it begs the question, why haven't we been automating CEOs
0: all this time? And there it really does uh beg the question because I know for a fact one of my favorite places to shop mm-hmm. in the city of Chicago is Automated. It is fully automated oh. run. Yes, of course. Have you been to the iGrocer Osco in next, the, the next of the yards? I, th- I think I went there once or twice. Yes. I love iGrocer Osco. iGrocer Osco is the only completely AI operated mm-hmm. grocery chain that I have ever heard of, but it, it offers so much.
1: The, sur- the service, I'm guessing?
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. It, it, shopping at a store run by AI has so many advantages. Mm-hmm. Um, and the beautiful part of it is, too, is that much in the same way that uh, you would have AdSense or you would have sort of tailored content brought to you mm-hmm. based off of the other things that you engaged with on the internet. Right, Th- Suggested purchases. It, 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 it operates on that same principle. Right. I essentially... I have my own little nook. In the supplement aisle, that's curated to my needs because I am the one in there that is making purchases. I am the one that is in there, uh, choosing amongst the different things, and right. it, it gets populated as a result.
1: What, wait, what, are, the, what are some of those things that, you're, they, that 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 nook has for you? Well, it growing? all st- it
0: all started by buying some powdered butterfly fungus oh. at the store. Um, they yes, they sell that at the Igroshka. They they do, and, and I used a great deal of it over a period of time. I kept mm-hmm. I kept acquiring more of it and eventually it started picking up on that fact and it added other things in that sort of same nutritional realm Mm -hmm. that were also useful for my purposes. what were you
1: using this this for rowan studies you're just buying it from the from the local local eye grocer well
0: personal studies
1: i see i see yeah nothing i mean nothing strange about that no butterfly fungus
0: it's actually really quite fascinating, Kai. See, the butterfly fungus is a type of cordyceps wherein a spore falls onto mm-hmm. a caterpillar and the fungus takes it over. And then by accumulating a number of these sort of infected butterfly mush these butterfly mushrooms, these infected butterfly they were or, mus- or caterpillars rather. They were selling this at a grocery store. They can be processed into a powder that is very nutraceutical. There's a lot of promising results. That's,
1: uh, that's 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 amazing, Rowan. I'm glad. I'm glad. Thank you for sharing. But the, the, I guess the the idea is that yes, we've been doing the the question about why aren't we doing this. We've been doing this for years. There have there are many many automated AI CEOs out there. Tech Brothers Laboratories. We've never had a CEO. We never considered a CEO, but we just started and we found su- some success experimenting with automated CEOs. And you know how I know that it's a success? How's that? That nothing has changed. It says we're, we've been doing everything right from the get-go. But it took us time with this automated CEO to realize that. Um, and the thing is, there are, as I said, tons of automated CEOs that you know or don't know. Um, so there, there are many public ones, of course, so the ones that you've heard of, um, especially in the in sort of the Chicagoland area. Um, you have the, the company DeKalb Siding Indoors. Hmm. They have an automated CEO. DeKalb Hardware. They also have a, an automated CEO. Hmm. DeKalb Realty. Their CEO, completely AI. And then finally, Sweet Ice. Oh. The best Italian ice in DeKalb. Their hmm. CEO is also... And AI and, and their decisions and, and their business is booming based on these decisions being made by AI.
0: Well that's fantastic. That really is Kai. And it's so rare to see the very unscientific world of business come into the foray with such an interesting disruption. I unscientific? So um, we are uh, very much at the midpoint of the show, a little bit after the midpoint of the show. Um, We are going to be taking a short station break, just Mm -hmm. a short break. Um, But before that, I want to intro a new mid-show segment that we are calling the Feynman Files. Yes,
1: this is an exciting one. This is one I've been doing a lot of research
0: on. Right. These are the previously unpublished and unheard of notes musing letters left by the late great physicist Richard Feynman.
1: Dick Dick Feynman, he leaves. He was known for leaving around some great notes, sometimes just scrawled across the, the nearest piece of, of, of pa- ripped up paper or napkin or sometimes even his own arms or clothes. If he had an idea, he would write it, he would jot it down immediately, and oftentimes— they were truly transcendental
0: and oftentimes they were lost until now until now um so what we have here for our f- the inaugural installation in the Feynman files mm. is a slightly tattered cocktail napkin Ooh. from the Slabber Grill and
1: Inn i believe that is in that is uh, in, in Fairfield Connecticut a uh, regular's of Mr Feynman
0: of course of course um now on this napkin, uh, there is some unfortunately smudged drawings, mm. but, hate bas- to see it. But, but based on the color of the smudges and the stains, I believe it is from an American lager, perhaps uh, a pilsner.
1: Good old, good old fashioned, good old fashioned uh, Feynman with his Pils- pilsners,
0: um, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing the image right
1: now, um, and uh, and I'm seeing some of these notes. Um, so a- as we know, Feynman was known for using. Uh, somewhere between during this period of time so this was roughly in the in the early 1960s when this note was uh, was written um, he was known for using during that like sort of decade between 10 and 15 common pens um, now based on uh, based on some analysis we're able to narrow that down to one of two pens that this is, could be written in it's either the Sarkis l7 1.3 millimeter or and this one's my favorite and the one that I hope he wrote this one in, the trusty Hartford classic, which he actually customized and engraved. A great pen and a great choice for this great man.
0: There is such a rich lore and tapestry to Richard Feynman, mm-hmm. and I hope we can dig into some of these, these, these nuances more but as Roan, this segment goes on.
1: Yeah, Rowan, why don't you tell us what, what what we do see in the on this map and what, what was he writing? Okay,
0: so there is a few random differential equations mm-hmm. But the intelligible part reads this, and this is a quote from him directly. Mm-hmm. This is what he wrote down.
1: In his in his Im- impeccable handwriting.
0: Can rings be square? Interesting concept.
1: And interesting concept is circled.
0: So with that out of the way, we are going to take a short five-minute break yeah. before we come back with our special feature. And,
1: and we ask that you think about that message. And just think, if, if Richard Feynman had more time in his busy schedule, what he would have done with this idea.
0: It's something that deserves hours of meditation. But five minutes should do get you part of the way there. <laughs> so please stay tuned. <laughs> And we are back.
1: You're back. Welcome back, everybody. And it's now time to talk about the latest innovation coming out of Tech Brothers, New Media Labs. And this is one that we are not just going to talk about, but we are engaged in this new innovation, in this new regime-shattering, uh, dare I say, product. I don't like using the word product. Service, this new service. Um, and that is the this new- new tool, perhaps. Yes, Sure um and that is this the integration within the Ronde the 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 Rondé virtual communication service that we are calling CVT and that is the collaborative virtual thinker space
0: it is incredible now i'm certain the astute listener has um realized that the sound quality coming from this recording is different. It is, it is a, of a different tonality. Mm-hmm. It is of a different sort of uh, space. Is, the it, acoustics are all of,
1: different. It's a higher quality, certainly. And, and you can hear it because what we're doing right now, and, and maybe our interactions are a little bit different too, because although Rowan and I both, uh, we, we meet virtual, we, virtually, we have never met in person. We're sort of from two different worlds, one may say. We are sitting face-to-face in a virtual thinker space right now. I can see Rowan's virtual avatar right now, and, well, he can see mine.
0: And it, and it, it is essentially allowing us to have in-person VR, IPVR. Mm-hmm,
1: IPVR. I love, I love that acronym, um, Rowan. So, what's happening is Rowan and I are in our rigs, in our respective locations, with a text box chapter gamma virtual uh, actuality controller uh, right there, right in our laps. Um, this is the first time I believe Rowan has ever actually used a text box chapter gamma. He's been historically very uh concerned questioning about the the product of this new alti gen of gaming skeptical console. very skeptical uh yeah that's that's a good word and man. i am
0: still skeptical but this particular feature is rather innovative really rather disruptive and right. i'm 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 frankly very happy to be able to do this the confines of your normal virtual sort of uh meeting
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Apparatus uh, service program is so alienating. You know, you're left with these little screens. There's uh, the, the, the I voice love the quality screens. is somewhat, you know, mixed at times right. and, 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 Ronde, and out.
1: And Ronde has done. Has, has made it a lot better. the Ronde, The rendez service, which is the service that we have used, it's it's the ability uh, it's really meetings of the future and and people in businesses in applications, they will continue to use Ronde for their normal you know meeting uh, needs. But now there is this great uh, there is this great feature the CVT, available through Ronde. So what Rowan is seeing right now as I talk, I'm waving my arms so that Rowan is... Whoa,
0: look at you. You are. Look at that. Rowan
1: sees me waving my arms in the virtual thinker space. Um, I am in my actual virtual avatar. I look exactly as I do in real life, and that's thanks to great scanning capabilities of the text box chapter gamma.
0: And I, too, am benefiting from these wonderful sort of mocap activities because I am using one of these customizable skins yes, and- that, that have been integrated this. And I am having, I, I, I feel like I look perfect right would you li-
1: Yeah, Rowan, would you like to tell us, uh, so a little background. Um, We did have, so not only do we have our these avatar scans available, but we also have... Um, a a number of other customizable skins that can be used. So we have a number of animal features. So you can be a dog or a chicken or a cat, and these are pretty Uh, anatomically correct.
0: And, and well, to a certain degree. Now, um, I love... Kitty cats. I love being, uh, I love, I love, I love, I love, I love love kitties. Right. And originally, I, the idea of being able to, in this sort of virtual space, just, you know, slip into some cat skin and go meow and and sort of frolic, I cherish that. But unfortunately, the first time around, and this is why we have not broadcast for the last two weeks because we have been Mm -hmm. nailing this down. We have been getting it perfect. Right. It was not there. It wasn't there.
1: Well, I would say it's there. I I don't know. Rowan, it seemed like you had a pretty bad time as a cat. It seemed like you were going through a lot in the actual skin of a cat. And I don't know if we necessarily want to process that on the show. But, I mean, it definitely, just as, as VR, as virtual reality, is kind of jarring for a lot of people new to the experience. Virtual actuality in the thinker space is also sort of jarring as well. Um, So on top of that, and this is another thing that Rowan tried, we actually have some great um, skins that are um, some of the favorite uh, Textbox Chapter Gamma game characters that you can play as.
0: I was wondering what all of these sort of uh, characters were because I don't recognize any of them, even as an individual who owns a um, A, Textbox textbox Chapter Gamma. gamma, Yes. Yeah,
1: well, they're the common ones. Um, There's Hawthorne, the stuffy stuffy tabby. Mm -hmm. Um, There's Heather Hooper honest politician Mm. there's dj stop drop great character one of my faves uh there's lars ulrich there's yvette the elvish consultant
0: lars ulrich
1: yeah um lars yeah from from the game oh okay right uh and then there's of course farley farley the ficus the an animated ficus from uh from one of my favorite games, which I don't want to go into. I, if I start naming the games, I'm going to start naming all of my favorites. And you, you, know, was, uh, you know that was
0: you know was very very careful and very calculated of you to say that you were not going to discuss these games it's, because I would have loved to hear what games these these characters these so-called beloved characters it, were from. But well, we're not talking about we're not that, talking are we? About that. But no. so
1: in addition in addition to that though, be, thanks to some great and wise consulting by Rowan and and their team over at the, the, the Spirit Science Institute. Um, we actually added a new version of, of humanoid um, anth- uh, uh, anthromorphs into the mix of skins. So, right.
0: Well, because the original skin that you had, the sort of the original... Um, uh,
1: the original mesh
0: asking, perhaps right. was um a cat but it was an anatomically correct cat um right. and that did not mesh well with sort of the mocap that took place over my non-feline body and mm-hmm. and i i it, it needed to be more anthropomorphized i wanted to be a kitty but be able to frolic as if i was a man who had become a kitty
1: uh, right, and and you know it's a little bit more complicated as as Rowan just said. There is sort of a, a, a suit involved in making sure all of the all of the the movements are correct in the thi- when when being broadcast into the Thinker space. Um, but we made it work, and that's why we are here today as our virtual Thinker space avatars. Um, so yeah, you have so you have the skins. You have the mere fact that Rowan, that I as Kai Hubris and Rowan Meadowlark, as an anthropomorphic cat version of themselves, are sitting in the same room right now.
0: Mr. Boots,
1: is that what you're calling them? Yes, Mr. Excellent. Boots. Well, yeah. Well, so, look at
0: my boot, my little boots.
1: Yes, you do. You do have very, very tall boots. I, but on top of the characters, on top of the skins, you also have the environments. Um, so right now, Rowan, what we're seeing is we are in the authentic eSports arena environment. So we are sitting in front of our, in front of our large rigs, in front of our large large computer terminals. A um, battle
0: station, um, I
1: believe. A battle station right there are stickers all over the place. Um, we chose those stickers ourselves, as you recall. Um and as you can see, all around us there is an audience, and with a few simple clicks of some buttons, I can make those audience uh, that that audience respond to what we're doing and saying. And, and the thing is, if you are an e if you're an esports sports person, um, and you're doing it virtually, like it's you're just never gonna get that same excitement as if you are in the large arenas with thousands of people. Playing your eSports games in person. So what we've done is we've recreated that in the thinker space in in, yeah, in the thinker space. Um, so right now Rowan and I are in the thinker space so right now I'm gonna switch it over to uh, really quick I'm gonna switch it over to the black box. So right now okay whoa. we're in the black box Rowan, you want to describe what you're seeing here I feel cold. That is one of the features of the of the black box we do have temperature collaboration.
0: It's very hard to make out what I am seeing around me mm-hmm.
1: it will it that's that is again. it is a we are in a black box.
0: That's what, really it. But what do you what do you feel
1: in the black box?
0: I'm not particularly well, frankly. Uh, unease perhaps. okay. okay. well, then I'm not sure I could imagine much getting productively done here
1: well i think that's a limit of your imagination the black box as we know is one of the the most creative spaces you can be in um but let's maybe transfer to something a little bit safer something you might be a little bit more comfortable in and that is the new media laboratory offices
0: Hmm. so right now
1: we are transferring over to the new media laboratory offices as you can see uh, my cubicle is over there Hmm. um we have the the beer on tap over there uh, we have the pool and foosball table and table tennis over, over there. You can see sort of one, one long row. Um, and then we have all of our computers over here. And, and so this is a the much more much more relaxing um, environment to be in. It's almost like I am at work right now. Well, I am actually at work right now. This is exactly what I'm seeing. If I was to you know, take off my headset, this is exactly what I would see. But it's nice to be back there in sort of a virtual space. You want you want to go somewhere fun, Rowan?
0: Ah, uh, certainly. Where
1: do you like to go after after work? Where do you uh, like to hang out with your with your friends?
0: Uh, there's a coffee shop near me. Okay. That is called the Green Ghost. They make a wonderful half frap vanilla chino.
1: Well, I can take you to a replica of the original. Portillos, which is where I'm going to take you right now.
0: Okay. Certainly. So
1: if if you're hanging out with your friends, it's really nice to hang out at a familiar place with some great, um, some great, a- some great atmosphere, some nice music. Um, we are now in a replica of the original Portillos, and, and and now that we've talked about some of these environments, it's now time to talk about all the features.
0: Because there are a great deal of features, and we've actually gone through some of the features together, and I I am a big fan of some of them. Certainly. We
1: have the whiteboard. We have. Post-it note integration,
0: very very handy, very have useful.
1: And over six thousand reactions that are available on your hub.
0: And 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 I've, what I thought was very fascinating about these reactions is that they are actually built into your reactions with your face
1: exactly
0: in in, in normal so- social media sort of circles. You're forced to pick out of, you know, one of six reactions, perhaps, maybe more. Mm -hmm. But with this feature, you can make the whole range of human emotion, of human reactions, and have that translate into a virtual space. Truly.
1: You have the craft corner. You have the window. Let me activate the window right now. As you can see, a nice window over there. Spas, table tennis, and then, of course, my favorite, the man in the corner.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask about that. We've had that enabled this entire this yeah. entire show. There's just an individual sort of sitting in the corner, very nondescript, mm-hmm. sort of a shadow man. Um, what is the purpose that that of that of that feature?
1: Well, you know, what, is, what does he do? Many 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 purposes. Sign language. Oh, okay. if you need a if you need a friend, maybe a shoulder to cry on. Hmm. Multi- multifaceted, certainly. There's. But that's, that's just the beginning of it. We are running a little bit low on time. So let me just wrap up by saying this is, this is the first time a publicly available service is doing this. Um, yeah, and I am super excited about this. I personally think, Rowan, this is a new step for our show and also a new step for the world at large. I, I envision virtual thinker spaces to be the new way of life.
0: Well... It may or may not end up being the new way of life, but it will certainly be the new way that we do the program going forward. And it is very exciting to have you in this space and to be in this new space. Mm -hmm. Um, But we are very low on time. So very quickly, let's move to the citizen science. And of course, the citizen science is the part of the show where we discuss the research findings and data collected by those amateur scientists out there in the world you, on the street and posted to social media. So, yes, you the, you, the listener, you could very well be in the same league as the individuals that we feature. So this comes from an anonymous source, um, but it, it, it's very it's very interesting. I think it poses a lot of questions. And that is <clears throat> the citizen scientist says – I noticed a weird smell when I met with a couple who both are fully vaxxed. Mm-hmm. I told my hubby they smelled like pesticides or antiseptic. It was strange and strong smelling. I regret meeting them. Feeling very fatigued since. Who
1: knows? Truly, who does know? Um, I, that's That's a great question. I love that it ends in a question. You know it's science because it ends in a question.
0: They're open-minded, and 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 the thing to to say is that it, it, it's worth saying that we on the program, we uh, I at least I personally do not necessarily fee- uh, have the same vaccine skeptical sort of viewpoints that this individual clearly has that many sure, individuals no. out there have. We do no. we do not we not on not, this show we not on this show we do not support that sentiment, um, but at the same time. This is a matter of observations being made, individuals asking questions. Right. And while I doubt that vaccines have any sort of implication with regards to body odor, mm-hmm. if they do, we should not close ourselves to that possibility.
1: No. And, and if they don't, the question goes, uh, still remains, why did they smell like that? There's certainly some important science going on there. Absolutely. I'd like to close on a quote by Stefan Lockett a social entrepreneur who said this, energy cannot be created, it cannot be destroyed, but it can be innovated. EurekaCast Now is meticulously researched, produced, and presented with the support of Tech Brothers New Media Labs in Chicago, Illinois. We are broadcast every Saturday evening, 8 to 9 p.m. CST on WLPN-LP 105.5 FM, and Radio, and rebroadcast every Monday from 8 to 9 p.m. CST on WIIT 88.9 FM, Chicago. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can follow us at EurekaCast Now on Twitter and Instagram, or visit our website at EurekaCast.com. Rowan, do we have some other social media?
0: We do. If you engage in said other forms of social media, please feel free to find us at facebook.com slash eurekacast or send an electronic mail to eurekacastnow at gmail.com where you can share with us any technological, scientific, or spiritual breakthroughs you've witnessed or participated in. Additionally, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the program, feel free to reach out at that email, which is once again eurekacastnow. Now at gmail.com and with that Chicago allow us here at Eureka Cast Now to wave goodbye to you our listener and beckon you back next week with an enchanting meow meow